This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wake up, Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine, rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. morning happy friday and happy one day away from nebraska versus northwestern good morning everyone nick saner jake bachoven in one last time for the week hello buck hey it's 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 here game day is tomorrow i mean i'm pumped up i'm excited it's uh, it's football we've waited all off season for this How, okay so this is kind of what i want to do for uh as always, 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Starter Heyman text line, both those open for you guys the entire show today, as well as the Starter Heyman Jewelers video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. The show is sponsored by Gaina Trucking. This is kind of what I want to do today. Jay Foreman, the Husker Hall of Famer, is going to join us at 7.15-ish. Um, he's going to join us over the phone, so we'll talk Nebraska Northwestern with him here in about a little over an hour, I suppose. So until then, I want to get our last concerns and worries out of the way. So shoot us a text, 402-464-5685. Comment on the Sarder Heyman Jewelers video stream. You can always hit us up on Twitter, Nick underscore Saner, and at Jake Bachoven. Let us know what you're still concerned about. Is it the offensive line? Is it the lack of knowing who's going to be the running back? Who's going to be the first guy to, to carry the football? Who's going to be the main receiver? How, how are we feeling? Are you worried about the defense? Like I, I want to know where you're at. Let's let's do that. Four zero two four six four five six eight five. And and Bach and I will try our best to calm the nerves a little bit ahead of Northwestern. Now, once again, Nebraska is a is a thirteen and a half point favor going into this game. These both both these teams were three and nine last season. Both these teams are currently on a six-game losing streak going back to last season. But it feels like Nebraska's in a much better place than Northwestern is, Bach. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, just to, from where they, they took off. And, and I hope Northwestern and Nebraska fans both. I mean, this is part of the long wait is the fact that you kind of want to get that taste out of your mouth, right? When you're, you're kind of going through the, the six-game losing streaks. But it's going to extend mm-hmm. for somebody. There's going to be some fan base tomorrow. Or, excuse, yeah, I guess it is tomorrow. Yeah, I finally say that. It's um, great. Tomorrow night that uh, will continue and uh, and be frustrated but it, it's it, it is I, I i don't know and that's that's kind of something that i haven't explored in my mind too much the what if what if it mm-hmm. happens what if it happens again um because i'm pretty confident that nebraska can get it done um you know just kind of breaking down northwestern they just, they just have a long way to go in a lot of different mm-hmm. things so a loss to them would be very uh very troubling start for nebraska i would say it wouldn't be um I, I don't think that people should <laughs> should just leave Frost in Ireland or anything like that. Ever. Yeah. Comments like that. Um, just because it was, it's the new, it's a new system. It's all, you know, I, I, I expect to see um, some bumps on the road tomorrow. You just hope to get through it uh, and, and, and get, get out the other side with a win. I wonder, and I'll ask you guys this as well. 402-464-5685. I, I, I want to hear your guys' thoughts. Is there a feeling that Nebraska could play, doesn't have to play perfect and they could still win because oh, yeah. that's that's where I'm at right now when, when you look across the 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 field Aviva Stadium field and you look at Northwestern and say all right yeah like let's, let's look at up and down their program we did a deep dive on Northwestern a couple days ago we listened to Pat Fitzgerald um I I listened to some of the the other players as well that were talking for Northwestern and obviously they speak with confidence but I I think one thing that Pat Fitzgerald knows is he needs some bounces to go his way for Nebraska, or excuse me, for Northwestern to win this game. And if, as a Nebraska fan, as somebody that covers Nebraska on a daily basis, I sit here and I I see, luckily for Nebraska, they start out with Northwestern, and I hope I don't eat my words for this on on Saturday during the Husker After Party postgame show, Bach, with, with you and I. Yeah. I hope I don't eat my words when I say this, but there's a way here that Nebraska, with a new offense, can sputter and still be okay. Whether it's because the defense picks them up a little bit, or maybe it's just because Northwestern is not that good. And and I, I understand we don't we should not we should not overlook Northwestern right because of the history, and because Northwestern has won two Big Ten West titles in the last four years. I I, I get all everything that the numbers are saying. But man, it's just one of those. It has. I have more confidence that Nebraska wins this game than I did about Nebraska beating Illinois last year. And obviously, we know what happened. But like, it's it's going to be bad if if they lose this game. Nebraska loses this game. It's going to be very very bad in Lincoln tomorrow. Well, yeah, and you look at like nationally, it's it's no secret that Scott Frost is on the hot seat. It's almost. It, it, it's almost so like out in front of us that we didn't cover it as much. It's like because you yeah. know it's, it's not a shock to say it. It's not you know uh, I'm you're not getting a whole bunch of of, of blowback from uh, the text line if I say Scott Frost on the hot seat. It's it's there. It's understood. Yeah. It's known. And uh, in in last year it was. I mean Nebraska kind of got all the wind taken out of their sails after that loss to Illinois before college football season really started. And, and I, I'm a big week zero guy, but I can understand that most fan bases don't get their game until week one. So mm-hmm. when you kind of think about the, 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 the official start of college football season, you still go to week one. Nebraska was already the butt of many jokes. Uh, I, I think they somewhat got back 
um, to prominence, obviously, and, and interest, intrigue when they played Oklahoma on Big Noon and, and, and could probably got some respect back for that. But yeah. um, obviously the the joke ran all season because you could you, it, it, at least it was for a different reason than that Illinois game. That was by far probably the worst uh, loss of the season, though Illinois showed that they can punch up a few times last season. I, I'm tired of Nebraska getting respect for losing close. Yeah. Like, but that's that's what that's what you've had to hang your hat on in the last however many years. It, oh, at least Nebraska was close. They were close. Like, th- at some point, you got to stop. And we know this. All right, these are these are conversations we had back in April, May, June. Was that at some point you got to stop losing close and you got to start winning? Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing too. It's like uh, the, you know Scott Frost. A lot of people know this. Five and twenty uh, now in one score games, but that record uh, was already alarming last season. I mean, this was, this is not, that's what, what I like try to, to try to remind people too, is because you kind of think of all those close games and it yeah. just happened every week in and week out that you think that that was last year's thing. That's a Scott. That's, that's been the thing the whole year, the whole time here. Scott Frost tenure at Nebraska has been getting close, rarely blown out, which is good. Refreshing, right? In its own, in its own case, you just need a lot more. Well, it, it's, it's something different from previous staffs, right? Yeah. I mean, if you go back to Bo Pelini, I mean, obviously Bo Pelini has the the uh, the game against Melvin Gordon in Wisconsin. Oh yeah, and then and then Mike Riley has the games against Ohio State and Iowa. I mean, like Iowa was blowing us out at home, right, With Mike yes. Riley, yeah. So that, that got bad. So I mean, that, that's you know that's an argument for too that maybe this program is closer um, than maybe just that team was because that's one of the arguments that I have too is. What what I'm so intrigued by this year is I, th- you can tell me all you want that this team is more talented than last yeah. year. I've you know I've I've said it before. I don't I don't necessarily think that's the case. Um, a lot of the media has kind of went ahead and said, yeah, I, I could see it. But I'm telling you this. I think Cam Jurgens is probably the best offensive lineman you've had since Spencer Long. And before that, you'd probably have to go back to Richie Incognito. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not you know JoJo Dobin was second team All American. Austin Allen broke records at tight end. Samari Toure stepped in for one year and, and had 800 yards. That's just a lot to replace. It, it's just, yeah. you know, Nebraska does, hasn't routinely been uh, having those type of guys. I didn't even mention Cam Taylor-Britt, uh, you know, who, who's the second-round pick. Nebraska hasn't had second-round picks lately. So I just think that there was a lot of talent on last year's team, and I think that there was kind of that thought inside the building, too. It's like, hey, guys, th- and it, Throw in, you had two grown men playing safety. You know, you had the yeah, addition exactly. of, like the COVID year, where you were able to stack some talent there. That was that was the time to strike. Um, now you could argue they didn't have the right quarterback in place, and they sat on that quarterback for too long, and, and ultimately he's the scapegoat, and the other offensive coaches were the scapegoat. Um, but we're gonna see soon if. You know what, what? What is was that? Was it the scapegoat or was that the problem, or is the problem still lurking in Lincoln? Um, I hope not, but it certainly could be the possibility. Uh, and and usually when you do this, you know, last ditch effort, change coordinator stuff doesn't usually work out. But there are exceptions, and I think Nebraska is positioned themselves very well. And and when we talk about all these different guys that we want to see, because there is a whole new brand brand new group of guys wearing the scarlet and cream on Saturday. Um, I think Mark Whipple has to top that list. I think he's the the most uh, the biggest reason, not just for a, a quick turnaround this year, but sustained success moving forward. Something that 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 you know, because that's what I really need to see. I don't I want to see a flash of, hey, this team was able to make it to seven and five with a weak schedule. 
I want to see sus- like something that looks sustainable, something that looks like they're taking steps forward mm-hmm. to look like a legitimately good team. And the worst part about that, Bach, in, in all honesty, is that we're not going to have that answer until November. Right. Yeah. Because there's a way like let's let's just go by the spreads. OK, because that's the best way that you can predict something right now. Nebraska is going to be favored in five of their first six games. The only one that they're not going to be favored in is Oklahoma as of right now. Right. Yeah. And and who knows that could change by north after Northwestern if, if things don't go their way. So let's say they start out five and one heading into Purdue. And Purdue is one of those that's a toss-up. I know you're a lot higher on Purdue than a lot of people. Just Aiden O'Connell guy. Aiden yeah. O'Connell guy, yeah. Second, t- I mean, second team all Big Ten quarterback. Yeah. I mean, why not? So, so, like, yeah, how couldn't you be? I mean, they're saying that he's the second best quarterback in the Big Ten. I they, do have to mention, I do have to say, I'm not, my confidence there with Purdue falters a bit with Jeff Brom. I don't think that, he's okay. as proven. Okay, interesting. Higher on P.J. Flex from the other guys in the league. Okay, so anyway, let's say Nebraska's 6-1 and one going in after Purdue. They're 6-1 and one through their first seven okay. games. It's a great start, best start under Scott Frost. Things are all peachy in Nebraska because the only game you lost was to a top-10 team in Oklahoma, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously it stings because it feels like you want to have that one, but I think Husker fans would be okay with a 6-1 and one start. And so... You sit here and go, then you would look at that back half of the schedule and say, all right, we got Iowa, Wisconsin, Minnesota in some order. In Michigan. In Michigan, right? And being realistic, you can chalk Michigan up as a loss. It's a hostile environment that you got to go into. And by the the spreads, you're you're going to have to. I have no idea where the spreads are going to fall with Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Iowa. I think a big part of it has to do with how they're playing at at that specific time as well. So there's a way here it's like, you could be seven and seven and two, and then have to play Michigan, Iowa, Wisconsin. And if you finish seven and five, if you lose all three of those, what do wins against the Northwestern? What do wins against Northwestern, North Dakota, Georgia Southern, and Purdue give you? And Rutgers, right? Yeah, right. Because at the end of the day, every single year, it's we need to beat Michigan or we need to beat Wisconsin, we need to beat Iowa, and we need to beat Minnesota. Yeah, and, and it's 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 funny too because I, you know, there's a possibility now. I was sold out their games. Um, true. They've got a lot a lot of guys returning, um, but they just f- always feel. I mean, they're they're beating Northwestern by five last year. Yeah. Northwestern was a bad team, so they always feel like they're that close um, to having a down season. So they could, and if in 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 you know maybe Wisconsin the same way. Not not obviously not near as much. You expect them to be pretty good with Braylon Allen, Ches Malusian. Exactly. Guys. Yeah. Um, great defense. Nick Herbig. Take take a, take a step back with leader. Graham Mertz. Well, Graham Mertz is still there. He's bad. <laughs> I don't know if they're... He's bad, Bob. I know he is. Okay, they, good. They have a new offensive coordinator they do. in there. They do. So hopefully trying to jumpstart that thing. Um, I That could go wrong. That could go the opposite way. He's never been an offensive coordinator before. I don't think that was the best hire. Um, but in any case, the, the point remains, um, it, it almost it doesn't even matter what their records are. I mean, Iowa could be a six-win no, team. exactly. You, and if you win that game... That means something. I mean, the, the, all these these losing streaks yeah. almost can bring you to. I mean, if so, if you go seven and five and beat in a mediocre Iowa team with all those victories that you said, you've done something at least. You've, you've done you've, something you've, different. You've, you've... This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, 
For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But you've broken the seven-year streak yeah. against Iowa. That's—I mean, there's just a lot of things that need to be crossed off the list. And again, you can start with Northwestern. You've never beat Scott Frost. Doesn't have two victories against the same starting quarterback. Ryan Helinski could could do that. You've never won three games in a row. So while we can say you're not going to learn anything, you're not going to do this and that. You can cross two of the, the things that need to be done by year five. Yeah. Um, off the list before you even get to Oklahoma. So. I, I get what you're saying. I understand um, in totality, you know, if, you, if you're really talking about moving up and being a contender and thinking, and, and I mean, this is the first year that I can ever think that Nebraska fans, not just the, the, the media in general, but not, Nebraska fans don't even mention the Big Ten West. Like, that's how far Nebraska's fallen, at least to the expectation this year is that no matter what, you always felt like there's a chance they can win their side of the division, and that's got to be the goal, and that's got to be – and I'm sure within the locker room it is, but I don't hear any fans talking about that. There's like there's almost no expectation to win the Big Ten West. You've got to get you, – you, after this year, but you going into year six, you've got to get back to that. And yeah. it, would those victories and in, in, in even one against a bad Iowa team do that? Maybe not necessarily. So it is. I mean, there's, there's. I, I, I don't think that even one season can remedy four bad seasons. So, um, it's, it's gonna continue to be choppy and continue to be interesting and uh, continue to be a little bit hectic, maybe a little bit toxic at times. Um, but that's just the hole that's been dug by Scott Frost and and, and you know his staff, which half of them are gone now. But um, that's what happens when you have this fifteen and twenty nine record four years in. I, I want to talk about how big this game is against Northwestern and and what you know how bad uh, how many eyes are going to be on them here. But let's go to the Honda League and Hotline four zero two four six four five six eight five. We got Bob online. Bob, happy Friday, happy one day away from game day. What's on your mind, man? Hey, man. Uh, you know, you guys are talking about, you know, um, new offensive coordinator. You know, this is the third offensive coordinator we've had in five years. Yeah. So, you know, uh, but I like the new coaches we've gotten in. Uh, what I'm really looking for, we've lost some games last year with special teams. No doubt about it. And this year, you know, I like the special teams. You know, um, that could that and the defense could put Nebraska in good spot. In fact, with the special teams, maybe you know uh, not getting any not getting any blocks, um, makes make field goals, make extra uh, points, and maybe block a uh, kick or two. You know, uh, let's be on the other side of that. Um, you know, um, punt return, kickoff return. Um, you know, get some uh, get some stuff off of special teams. And defense, and I can see us taking control of this game. You know, I like Casey. Uh, I like what he did with when, when he was healthy against uh, when uh, with Texas. You know, and he's saying we've got some fast receivers. You know, some some fast receivers. So, um, you know, I'm anxious for it. You know, uh, get it going. Um, you know, we're playing sound football. Um, 
we don't have you know nobody's nobody's going to play a perfect game, but you know um, let's not shoot ourselves in the foot, you know uh, especially like we did against uh, Illinois to start out with you know started getting made a big play but yet it was taken away because of two two penalties so uh, <laughs> on the same play so but <clears throat> you know I I like it like I said I like the coaches I you know I uh, I'm the adversity when it comes. You know, you got you got these coaches, Mickey for sure, and you know, Anato, uh, and I think uh, Whipple, uh, to calm these players down. You know, and uh, you know, we got this. Just go in, play our game, play sound football, and get some turnovers and uh, make some make some plays. That's what's going to come down to. And take control of this game early, and you know, we'll be one to know. Back next week. Okay. Thank, thanks, Bob. Um, once again, four zero two four six four five six eight five. Want to hear from you guys the entire show uh, today? Here's what here's what I'll say about that, Bach. Um, he he said something along the lines of play Nebraska's game. What is Nebraska's game? What's their identity? What's their identity? Yeah. Right. And, and so that's that's one of the questions. And I'm not sure we're going to be able to find out tomorrow. I'm not sure we're going to get the answers tomorrow. But it's step one of finding it. It's step one of learning it tomorrow. And that's the thing is like I I that's I think that's the biggest thing is um, when I talked about earlier how Nebraska's offense could out could come out sputtering a little bit and it would be okay if it does because I have enough confidence in this defense and I have enough confidence that Nebraska has a big enough talent gap between Northwestern and them that they'd be able to still overcome it by over the course of four quarters unless they play really bad unless and, and Northwestern plays exceptional um, but. I want to see something with purpose. I want to see a game plan with purpose, which I think we will. But for example, when I talk about having an identity or finding your purpose offensively, it's if the running game's not there, don't completely abandon it. Mm. That's the first thing that always comes to my mind, is if the running game isn't there with, with this guy or that guy, whether it's Anthony Grant, whether it's Gabe Irvin, whether it's Jacques Yent or even A.J. Allen, don't abandon it by the third quarter. Because in years past, that's what we've seen. Show me that it's different than in years past. I think that's what you want. There's so much change, but show me that it's different on the field. And I'm interested too. I mean, just I mean, how this game the the flow goes. Obviously, if it's similar to last year and you jump out on a big lead, um, do you continue to do what's working in that game? I mean, that that's certainly a possibility. Or do you try to uh, prepare for the season and then start to get into more of your, your normal stuff? Um, because I think that what you've got to, first of all, do, I, I think long-term this team um, is going to sling the ball a little bit. That's just the yeah. read that I have. I mean, Mark Whipple um, is kind of a, known as a passing coordinator. Um, Casey Thompson's a passing quarterback. So, you know, we can read into all these different things that, that we want to, but when you know, I take a step back and look at the two biggest additions to the football team, spe- specifically to that offense, I'm thinking, okay, I think they want to pass the ball a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and so I can't wait for the first third and two, by the way, where they have an incomplete and, the, and Husker Twitter goes crazy. But um, Run the ball. <laughs> run the ball guy is going to be very upset this year, and I'm, I'm running the ball guy, so I'm going to be upset yeah. at times this year. Um, but I'll specifically be upset if they don't, um, stick to the run or get the get the run going in this game because it's not just about what yeah. Nebraska does well; it's what Northwestern can't do. They've added a bunch of guys. They, this is this is their their hope. 
Yeah. They've added a bunch of guys through the transfer port on their front seven to somehow fix that rushing defense that was somewhere. Abysmal. Yeah, over 200 yards per game yeah. they were giving up. And it wasn't just Nebraska. Now, Nebraska ran the most on them. But every team was able to run against Northwestern. That, that was the game plan to beat Northwestern. So before the, before we, we move forward, don't. Don't change something that's already there, you yeah. know. Uh, make them prove that they've significantly upgraded their, their rush defense before you go away from it. Nebraska had over 400 yards rushing against them last season. Again, they're like 115th in rush mm-hmm. defense. Don't don't think don't overthink this, um, you know. Just, and so I want to see a heavy dose of run tomorrow. But if we do, I'm not walking away from that going, Nebraska's back to the power running game no. or anything like that. I'm kind of thinking I, they did a good job of scouting North. I was going to say, they came in prepared for their opponents. Right, and that's what I want to see more than anything. Yeah. Make you know Your game plan has to change per game. And I think Nebraska specifically, you know, Scott Frost did that a few times last year better than he had in years past. And, and I want to see that continue to roll. Let's go back to the phone lines. Vince from Napa is on the line. Vince, you're on early break. Go ahead, man. Hey, good morning, fellas. How are you? Fantastic. We're so close, Vince. Yes, indeed, and it can't get here quick enough. But just to uh, just to address a couple things that uh, that, you, that you guys have pointed out. I mean, first of all, uh, Nick, you talked about how okay, you know, uh, let's let's say Nebraska gets out to a fast start, and let's say they're mm-hmm. you know six and one or something like that after seven games, and then how and then how does the rest of the season go? And, and one thing that I've been saying uh, saying quite a bit is this. I would think, anyhow, that if we're, you know, that if you have bowl eligibility shown up, you know, before you go into that rough stretch of November, I would argue that at that point you should have the confidence to get a couple of games in November that maybe some people don't you think should. we're going to win. I agree. You know, and uh, because keep in mind, you know, the last handful of years, or or at least, oh, the one that really stands out is the 2019 season, is that uh, you know. I mean, we had five. We had five wins going into the month of November, and we needed one. And we needed to win one game, mainly because we gacked away four in a row at midseason yeah. that were very gettable. And so then it comes down to the Iowa game, where it's one time, all or nothing, and this team doesn't come through. You know, and and given the way things have gone lately, I don't see them coming through in that situation. Whereas if they have six wins wrapped up before November. I can see, you know, I can see why not, you know, you can have the confidence to win some of those other games, maybe a couple of them that you don't think. But um, at any rate, uh, what you're, you know, when you talk about the run game um, and sticking with it, I think that's, that's football 101, even if you're a passing team. You know, it's, it's still just as important to be able to run the ball because it allows you to do so many things, you know, residually. But um, I thought, I think it was Sam McEwen that put out a stat um, in, in his column. I, I guess there's this stat that, you know, I think it's what pro football focus or something like that. They talk about yards created by the line um, for rushing, and Nebraska only averaged, I think, like, what, 2.5 yards or something like that. But you want to at least get to three because you figure the line should create three yards, and then after that maybe the back breaks a tackle or makes somebody miss or something like that. You know, but it, and and that's where the residual effects come into play. Yep. But uh, in terms of the running game, is but um, but I'll tell you, but, but but I'll tell you one thing, fellas. You know what? A little more than twenty four hours away. You know what? I mean, as John Madden once said, "Enough of the talking. It's time to shut up and deal." Mm-hmm. You know, 
and this is game time, it can't get here soon enough. So starting tomorrow, for 60 minutes, you come out and you fight with bloody knuckles. Let's go. Let's go. Open up a can of kick-ass. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Thank you, Vince. Appreciate it as always. Here, here's the, here, I mean, I keep going back to this as well. Something that's super fascinating about this season, and I hope we get to see it because it means Nebraska's winning games. We haven't seen what kind of coach Scott Frost is at 3-0. and We haven't seen what type of team he, he is or Nebraska is at 3-0. and 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 talking about a smaller scale, just 1-0. and Like, obviously they beat South Alabama in, in 2019, I believe. Um, they beat, who was it? They lost to Colorado 2018, 2020. They lost to Ohio State 2021. They lost to Illinois. Yeah. They've started out 1-0 and once against South Alabama. Yeah, it didn't look pretty. No, it, and the defense was the reason that they won that game because they had a couple interceptions. Yeah. Cam Taylor Britt was one of those guys that had to pick that game. And so you sit here and like you just think to yourself, what does Nebraska look like 1-0? What does Scott Frost coach like in a 3-0 season? We don't have those answers. And, and like and, and that's that's all whatever it is what it is. That's in the past. We can't we can't dwell on it. But now it's like it's it's like as Vince said it it's put up or shut up you got you got to show them you got you got to do it on the field yeah and I, I'm I'm also intrigued too I mean this is uh, because usually what what the argument would be if if and, and this has happened with Nebraska when when Scott Frost was hired you got to give him five years or some people say you got to give him seven years yeah. uh, to build this program and I wonder how much of that is is kind of still a thought process right because they they built the program. Um, and then at this point, they pretty much just scrapped it and, and threw it together um, the, the transfer portal, which at yeah. the beginning of Scott Frost tenure, nobody had any idea would be the case. So, um, you know, as we continue to see, they did pick up a four star last night. Um, yeah. So, you know, I'm not saying that they haven't continued to build the build the program, but I'm also interested to see how those pieces roll, because we all want to see the new pieces. Right. We are all fascinated by shining new things. Um, but I'm kind of interested in maybe the message has been sent um, through the guys that have kind of stuck here long enough is because the, all the captains, there's nobody brand new captain. There's yeah. no brand new black shirt. They're, they're also kind of somewhat in my mind, sending a bit of a message to the guys that have stuck around to say, you know, this is, you guys are real, a big part of this recipe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, in, in, in ultimately the biggest hope moving forward, rather than just scrapping together and putting together a, a team every year through the transfer portal. We're going to continue this conversation on the other side, 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Sarder Haven text line. Thanks to Bob and Vince for giving us a call. We're one day away from Nebraska Northwestern. We'll continue this conversation on the other side, get to some of your texts. You guys got a lot of thoughts on there. Uh, we'll be right back. Nick Sander, Jake Pock, over with you. Early break on the ticket, ticketfm.com. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.